his ass. He doesn't get a fair chance for that, does he? Hello and welcome to ABW Live. Arsenal 2, Leicester City, none. What a way to win a game. Fantastic. With me this afternoon, tonight, this morning, because it's only 10.37 in Canada land, it's Stan the Man. Good morning. Good morning. It's 11.37, actually. We've got an hour or something like that, unless my computer hasn't updated Oh, have you? Oh, I think yeah, the USA, North America did a little bit of daylight non-savings giving away. I don't know what the phrase is. That's right. So how's things with you? I ain't spoken yeah. to you for a, a while. Really well, thanks. Um, just get just got over a cold, but other than that, great. Looking forward to talking about this game as well. Oh, yeah, a couple of ABW got COVID again. That's uh, it's, it's okay though. It's it's not bad anymore. Hopefully, and one of my friends, both her parents have got it. And they're both in their 60s, so that's always a bit dodgy. But, yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the magnificent display that we saw today. Let's have a, uh, a look in the chat and see who's there flapping their gums about the game. Ah, oh, Paul Nell was first, then Ron Ree, then Cy, and Peter Little, Albert. So should, I'm not even reading what they've put. Albert's using swear words. He's got around the swear filter. I think that means... Uh, they whispered in his ear to give the fishing penalty. Fishing? I don't think the word was fishing. Uh, Phil Macker's there, probably talking nonsense. Ah, Colito, El Guna is there. Another three points. Lovely. Avon, not Teddington. Can I say, Martin Odegaard, you utter baller. You certainly <laughs> can. Uh, what other ones? Formerly, Noza is here. I got laughed at when I said I'd rather pay 35 for Erdegaard than 60 for Madison, and I think I was right for once. Dine out on that for the rest of your days, Noza. Not Noza, formerly. I don't know. If you're formerly Noza, then what would you be now? I think we've tried to debate this before and got absolutely nowhere. Deke is there. Howdy doody. Julio Salmondo, currently in Iceland. He's thrown the FBI off his trail by going to one of the frozen countries. Um, da, da, oh, Deke's double dipping. He is on the Twitch and he is on the YouTube, which is what I like to see because it makes our stats look even better than what they should be. So that's cheeky, but it, it's a, it's a win. Uh, Will T is there? Mark Backridden. Who else is a name that I haven't read out yet? Ah, um, oh, Super is there? Howdy, uh, Rudy. Um, Rocky, Rocky is there. And uh, Julio says, imagine a striker ahead if Saka and with Odegaard. That, you, you've been a dirty, dirty boy. We'll have no more of that kind of chit-chat. Stan, uh, stupid question, but I always ask, any surprises in the lineup? No, none at all. Um, I was really pleased that he went with the lineup that he did, that he went with his strongest lineup. I was talking to a few uh, earlier in the week, and they were saying that perhaps we should be rotating and saving our best lineup for Liverpool. But... As I identified, you know, between Liverpool and Leicester, there's more chance of getting all three points at Leicester. So put out your strongest team, grab those three points. So really happy with the lineup. Happy that you went with the strongest team. A little bit of logic there, Stan. Usually in the Arsenal world, doesn't go very far. But I think a little bit of logic that you've just uh, given us is it will go far because it is probably the right thing to say. Uh, Adash, Adiash is there. Matt Roberts is there. Sebastian Vrod. Is that our very own V-Rod? Sebi. Of course it is. Sebi. Keeps sending me things that he's made. In fact, Sebi, um, hold on. I've got a little thing. Sebi is the one who made this. <laughs> Later tonight, people, 10 p.m., me and Magic Mike. And um, he made that. He also made the um, Swiss Roll Ramble, which is what we call Mike because he's fat. Uh, I don't know if that's allowed, if that's bullying, but from a fat person to a fat person, I think that's that's legally uh, legally allowed. So I've actually got some notes, Dan. So not much changes with the lineup because there really isn't much that we could do. We don't really want to do. Um, Arteta has got his favourites. You can even see when the game is petering out, he still doesn't want to change his favourites, does he? So yeah, there's some people there that um, I think it's already been said that. Maitland Niles is leaving in the summer and Mari is leaving and all those other ones are on loan are all leaving. Uh, well, um, so shout to um, Stan if you've got any notes. First of all, I've got great attacking play down both wings. That was, at times, Leicester were looking at that going, oh my God, what's going on? It's it's like when you're doing, Muhammad Ali's doing you know, that, that, uh, that shuffly foot thing and then punching with both hands and you're going, ah, oh, I don't know what to do. We astounded them early on, didn't we? 
also as well going into this game, I think this uh, we haven't in the league done the double on Leicester since the season that they actually won the league. Probably. So, so it's been a long time. You know, people, you know, they blow hot and cold Leicester. They're a really sort of like up and down team, but they always seem to pull it out of the bag against us. So it wasn't a given that we were going to come away with all three points mm-hmm. today. And what I took from the game as well is that I think that from start to finish, we looked in total control of the game. We did. We did. And it was wonderful. There's a little little bit, probably the last 10 minutes of the second of the first half. Uh, I don't know what we were doing, but it looked a little bit dodgy, a little bit. They're giving them a little bit too much time. But there again, you can't you can't attack and be dominant for well, you can if you're Man City v Man United, you can. You can get the full uh, 98% or whatever it was. But we're still learning, we're still getting there. Um, tenth minute, Stan. Uh, I've put a stat came on the screen saying Leicester were 20th in the league for goals conceded from corners and 20th in the league from corners per goal conceded. Martinelli took the corner. Party came near post, which I wasn't expecting, and just got a glancing header on it. And the entire defence just stood with their mouths open and went, "Huh? Like you've See, done all season, lads? That's that's what you do. What do you think of that?" I got, I got caught out. I got caught out because usually it's free kicks. Usually, when we get a free kick before we had Odegaard standing over the ball, when we had free kicks, I would use that to like you know clean out the cat litter, put the kettle on, do something like that. <laughs> Now I do that with corners because we don't seem to score from corners. I watch every free kick, but I, I looked away during that and I just caught the replay. So I got caught out. I'll be watching corners with more attention, but it was good to see Partey get his second goal for the, for the team. And um, yeah. that, that he and then it came from a header as well, from a set piece. We're the only team in the Premier League not to have conceded from a corner, which I thought that meant we're going to concede two or three. What do you reckon to this from Avon, not Teddington? Can I suggest a really odd idea? Maybe we should rotate for the Liverpool game and come back strong for the Aston Villa game. That's got legs, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I've, yeah, I mean, again, we spoiled the staying fourth. We need every point. You've got to look at it and think, well, there's more chance of getting all three points at Villa then maybe sending out your best team against Liverpool, tiring everybody's legs out, losing it 2-1, for example, and then you're, you know, you're weak against Villa. That's a good shout. A very good shout. Mm, what do the people in the chats think of that? And you can bully him if you don't like it. Uh, they said at the end of the game, that is now five straight wins for Arsenal in the Premier League, mm. and that is nine wins in 11 games. So we've looked, we've looked, only one game have we not won in 11. That's fantastic, isn't it? You, could use, you know when we started to collapse and we lost 4-0 to Liverpool, 3-2 to Man United and 2-1 to Everton, did you think, that's it, we've, we've shit the bed now, we're never doing anything. We only beat Newcastle 2-0 because they're the, probably one of the worst teams in the league at the time. And then we've gone on that run of one defeat in 11. I mean, this is shades of the, the 98 team, hasn't it? Where Man United were like 15 points clear of us and we went, went on that unbelievable run and everybody feared us. They're fearing us again now, aren't they? They are. My only my only slight sort of concern is is um, with how short and shorn the squad is, if we pick up an injury or we pick up uh, a red card and somebody important has to miss, I just worry who's going to come in. Because we're so shorn at the moment and we're quite lucky that we've got ESR and Pepe that can still come off the bench with a little bit more added variety if we need to change things around. But beyond that, there's not really much, is there? So mm. we've got to keep everybody together. No injuries, no dis- no red cards. We are lucky that we've had no injuries. Now, I'm not going to jinx it because there's no such thing as jinxing stuff because we're not children. But we've had absolutely no injuries apart from Tommy Ashu, and that just seems to be unlu- um, bad luck because his second, he got the first injury was a calf. Not sure how he did that. The second injury was his other calf, and now he's recall- recovering from that. And uh, Smith Rowe had, uh, had had the lurgy, and so that's apart from that, the entire team same eleven, bang bang bang, game after game. We know who the same eleven are. We know the style of football they're going to be playing. And it's a delight to watch them. I know where the ball's going to go. Apart from today, when we see, um, we saw Party and Jacker occasionally playing as a, as a number ten, running upfield with the ball, thinking, "No one's coming after me. What am I going to do? I'm going to score here." <laughs> I've got later on. I put it had uh, um, visions of Henri against Spurs when he ran the length of the field with the ball when Jacker is running, and no, no one's coming after him. The Leicester team, obviously, what? Well, he's never going to score this. Just let him, let the old. Uh, let the old fart have a run. Um, 
Yes, always look comfortable, says Mark. Rudy, we got six points from Lee from Leicester this season. A very good team, but we managed to beat them twice. That first, I think I said on the podcast this week, Stan, that first win away at Leicester this season, mm. I think was one of the turning points of this season where people went, oh, hello. Looks yeah. like we've got something here, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I agree. As I said, uh, we've not done a double over Leicester now since this. The, what year was that when they won the season? 1415. When, how long ago was that now? 20... 2014 15. There you go. Yeah. So what's so that? It's been seven seven years. Years. Is, it, is it really that long ago? Yeah. Bloody hell, I feel old. I'd have been in my uh, mid 40s then. Great days. Um, yeah, have you got any other notes before the 17th minute? No, I, well, I do have one. I think it was something that the commentator said on the TV. He said that. Uh, Bayako Saka is the first player under Mikel Arteta to play 100 games. Wow. That's considering he was only on the the, the, the fringe of the team then, wasn't it? But again, most yep. of the other players that have been there have all gone now. They've all been put in the bin, all the recycle bin, or been shown the door. Um, oh, we've got a long one here from Matt D'Souza. Only relegation teams have that mindset. Top teams never share fans' views on chucking the LFC game. They deem it a weak mindset that will affect the team confidence and put a hedge, put a huge pressure on the Aston Villa game. Still an interesting point, though, Matt. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that we, we we go to chuck the game, but that if there's going to be a little bit of rotation because we're playing what is it three games this week, basically. At some point, there's going to need to be rotation. I would yeah. say I would rather on what um, uh, Ted, Avon Ted said earlier, his point, that we rotate for that game rather than we rotate for the Villa game because there's, I just feel that there's more of a chance to get all three points against Aston Villa than perhaps Liverpool. So I'm not talking about throwing the game and you don't talk to mm. the team in that mindset. A little bit like the mindset at the beginning of the season, which I think cost us. At the beginning of the season, before we kicked the ball, we were looking at the, the Man City game and the Chelsea game and right in the first game against Brentford, we gave ourselves an excuse. Well, they've just come up, they've got a new stadium, blah, blah, blah. We gave, the, we gave excuses for those losses. I'm not saying that we do that for Liverpool. I just say that probably that's the best time to rotate. Um, yeah, your your audio stopped then. Stan's got a, a problem with his laptop, and so uh, okay, okay, it, it, you went quiet, and then he went, then it slowed down again. Don't worry, it was oh, interesting. Um, no, so what are you on about here? Red card, Jacker, Ugh. Was he been sent off after the game or something? I haven't seen anything. I've looked. It hasn't come up with a red card. Ah, oh, Mr. Waffles is there. How do you do? East Anglian. I'm in East Anglia. Uh, sunny God, Manchester. What a place to be. Say so sunny. It's not. It's pissing cold. Um, still too early to predict St. Totteringham's day, but it's on the cards. It's going to happen. Don't worry about that. Ron Ree. Martin Erdegaard looking like he could be a player looked upon like Perez, Burkamp, and the like. I just love watching him. No, it's wonderful. Some of the stuff that he's doing is cheeky. Sai uh, is on Twitch as well, here to StatPad. Good. If you have got a Twitch account, go watch us on Twitch. And then we get you as down as two views rather than just the one. And it makes me happy. Rudy, thank God for having Erdegaard and not Madison. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the danger players I thought today for Leicester were going to be Madison and, and Barnes. And it turned out it was uh, Nor Norton. No, what's his name? The, uh, the double-barreled guy. What was his name? I can't I'm going to go and find it because there's no way I'm not going to remember it. Uh, Dewsbury Hall. Dewsbury Hall. That sounds, sounds like a sort of a drama that you'd watch on Netflix. <laughs> Dewsbury Hall, the fourth Lord of Erlington. What, what? <laughs> mm, he was good, though. Very good. Um, yeah, he did something in the first half where he lobbed the ball over everybody. We'll come to that bit. Um, right. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Good. Right, next bit I've got. 17th minute. Great work. Everybody having shots and party dinks it against the top right-hand corner of the post. Almost scores again. I thought, here we are. He's going to try and bag himself a hat-trick today. Magnificent display there. The poor Leicester players are going, oh, he's having a shot. No, he's having a shot. Oh, he's having a pass. He's part oh, no. They're spinning around in circles, the poor fuckers. They had no idea what to do, did they? And that was just bad luck that he didn't score. We had... Um... Uh, Andy Townsend on our commentary here in Canada on DAZN. And it was at that point that Andy Townsend said that Arsenal were producing football from the top draw. Mm. 
it's been it's been so long since I've heard the commentators when I'm watching the game starting to wax lyrical about the way that we play. And that the phrase top draw came up on a couple of occasions, and especially when you know Ramsey pulled out his save as well, which we'll get to in a bit. Yes, so uh, it is nice to hear people saying nice things about the Arsenal at the moment, isn't it? It's uh, it's it makes me happy. Have you got anything after the seventeenth minute? And my next is the twenty third minute. Yeah, I've got about the same. When uh, Ben Ben White made a, made a great uh, block. Go on then. There. Yeah, oh, no, that's twenty fifth. I've got that on the twenty fifth minute. I had that on the 24th. Oh, um, 23rd minute. I put good play from Leicester. This is a bit I was on about with that Dewsbury Hall bloke. Xhaka was way out of position and Dewsbury Hall had loads of space and lobbed the entire of our defence, set up a good chance for them from uh, where the spot Xhaka should have been. So Xhaka was so far upfield that by the time this bloke ran through midfield at Dewsbury Hall and then as soon as he kicked the ball, made the long pass that's when Xhaka ran back into position and I thought this could get us in trouble if they'd have had someone really quick up front who knew what they were doing mm. they, they could have made more out of the fact that Partey and Xhaka were pushing so far upfield weren't they but what did you have for the block on 24 minutes yeah Ben White just came in with a great block fantastic mm. it, it looked like it was a shot that could have been going in as well yeah, I put a great block and clearance from, yeah, because he blocked it and then cleared it to, I think it might have been Martinelli to his left or someone to his left. Yeah. And then uh, and then Jack was leading the chase. This is very odd, futile. I just I can't get over Jack being the one that is leading the chase upfield. I mean, that is going to end up causing problems, isn't it? If we if we take this on to games like against Liverpool when we got, you've got Mane and Salah and, and, uh, and you've got the Robertson and uh, the other one, their fullbacks, the um, Terence Trent Derby. Because if you're if you're Jack then and you're that far upfield, those are just going to turn you inside out, and they're gone, and you ain't going to get away with that more than one chance. If you, it's going to be interesting to see that when we do line up against Liverpool, whether he sticks with this newer formation, this kind of newer improved formation with more of a single pivot, or whether he changes anything at all to try and compensate for Liverpool and maybe even goes back to a, a double pivot with Xhaka playing deeper. Matt wants to know, how many um, players would you change? Um, if I was going to change any players, maybe Pepe coming in uh, mm. for Saka, maybe Eddie coming in for Lacazette, maybe Rob Holding coming in to give somebody a breather at the back, uh, maybe a shout to give maybe somebody in the middle of the park uh, a, a bit of a rest and bring in Sambi Lokonga, maybe Tavares for Tierney. You don't have to do all of them in one go, in one big swoop, but there's a, there are some options there. Yeah, like Albert puts here, 2.5 days between games, not enough time for everybody to recover. See, this is what I've said a few times about, um, about Arteta and the substitutions. It was, I think it was the 85th minute when, a uh, 78th minute, Mark, uh, Smith Rowe come on for Martinelli, fair enough. But Pepe didn't come on to the 88th and then 85th. And then Nketiah, he wanted to see how angry he got when he wanted Eddie to come on. And the, the, the Leicester took a quick throw so he couldn't come on. That was 88. For me, bringing Smith-Rowe on is good, but I would have also brought on, when we're 2-0 up, Leicester have given up. Mm. I'd have liked to have seen someone like Lukonga come on. There's absolutely no point bringing on Nketiah because he's not doing anything. Bring Lukonga on, play another body in midfield, maybe let Pepe play up front for Lacazette. And there's, just give these players that we're going to need um, during the rest of the, this run of games that we've got coming. Because he had Lukonga on the bench, which is uh, one he could have brought on. El Nenny, mm, I don't know. Leno, no, you wouldn't. Tavares, he needs some time as well. Holding, holding will be fine. Swanson was never going to play. So you've got all these players that if they are needed, have gone, well, hold on a second. I haven't played any, any meaningful minutes in a month now. I was just laughing at Phil Macker's comment. He says, get a move on, Danny. The BAFTAs are about to start. <laughs> I mean, anybody watch the BAFTAs? No, nobody watches the BAFTAs. A load of twats in shit clothes. Um, yes, what do you think to that with his substitutions? Do you think a game like this is where he should have made the most of that and given these players that he might need later? Because you're yeah. saying we, we, we've got so many games coming up in such a short length of time. If you're going to rest someone like, if you're going to rest a Lacazette, then if you're taking him off at 85, you may as well leave him on for the 90. If you're going to rest him, then you take him off at maybe 70 minutes, mm. something like that. So if you want to give somebody five minutes of play, then yeah, go with maybe a Lokonga. Give him some minutes, give him a little bit of experience when we're riding 2 0 up. 
but yeah, like I was saying about those changes, um, uh, someone in the comments, I think it might have been Russ, was saying that you can't make so many changes. I'm not saying that you can, you, we could make all of those changes in one swoop, but you could make a couple of those changes and then you can use three substitutes in the game as well, depending how it's looking. But we do have some options. True. Yeah, we do. And we need them because we saw... I've said it a few times, probably getting boring, but we saw when Suarez first come in and Lukonga first come in after being out for ages, they had shit games. And they need they need minutes to warm themselves. I mean, Arteta knows what he's doing. I, I doubt very much he's, I'm going to tell him that and he's going to go, oh, fuck, I never thought about that. Shit. Right, I'll make a note of that and I'll do it next game. No, he's going to say, shut up, Matty. Chuck, a, chuck a, um, a chocolate bar at me and tell me to shut up and feed me face and stick to just pressing buttons for a, not even a living... Um, right, next one I've got is 35th minute. Uh, we have been fart-assing around, like my mum would say, for the last five minutes, giving away corners, giving away possession, and then they have a shot, and Ramsdale was up like a salmon to palm it out for a corner. And the stat they had, 33rd minute to the 38th minute, Leicester had 88% possession. Did that worry you? Yeah, they got a little bit of an uptick. Just before that, though, I remember writing down around about the 28th minute, I was like, we're playing some exquisite football because we were playing some really good stuff just before they had their little bit of a comeback in the game. But that was really the only comeback that they really had, to be fair. Good. And that's yeah. when uh, Ian Asher got booked for uh, flicking Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel, he made a right meal of that, right? But... Fuck it, he got a booking out of it, so you know. Yeah, it was. He definitely had a he had a comfortable lay down after all of that lot. But yeah. they do it against us. I don't like it. It's the dark arts. Yeah. It's uh, it's a big thing for Brazilian. I had a power cut last night, so if I get a power cut again, a power cuts in England in this time of year, Jesus, been in the southeast, that's not normal. At two a.m. it was. I was uh, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, not much because it was dark. Um. I was going to say something then, but I uh, I interrupted myself and now I forgot what it was going to be. Uh, what were you saying? Well, that was just coming up to the great save from Ramsdale off of Harvey Barnes. Hmm, I've just completely was, forgot. If anybody knows what I was going to say, uh, send it in on a postcard and I'll read it out later. Cheers. Um, right, yeah, so then uh, Arsenal corners against, this is a stat they had, 119 we've con- corners we've conceded. Not conceded a single goal. This was just before half time, so that's probably about 121 now. I think it might have been, but that's an impressive stat, isn't it? Because we used to be so weak from set pieces. Whereas I think Leicester conceded 15, right? Yeah, it was definitely something in the the high teens. Yeah, um, Albert says man, a Ramsdale man of the match, outstanding. Um, Avon says Gabriel should play the next game in those face masks like Rudiger used to do. <laughs> Fan of the opera. <laughs> yes, right. Half time. What did you do for half time? I opened another bag of crisps and then wished I hadn't bothered. What did you do? I made a bacon sandwich. Oh, you filthy, filthy human. I've got absolutely no decent food in the house. I've got one pack of bacon and that's about it. The rest is in the freezer. Yeah, the There's nobody you. here to help me put away the shopping with a Tesco delivery. The missus is out, so I'm going uh, just to my two minute run to McDonald's to get my sausage and egg oh. McMuffin as it's a Sunday. Afternoon, Stanley. Usual, sir. Usual, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you flat cap on, just give them a little nod, let them know they're doing it right. Right, what are people saying in the chat? Rudy, first time since Arsenal have done the league double over Leicester in 15... Oh, I said it's 14, 15. I was close. 15, 16, they, they, when they won the league. And BX says, I love me some Rebel. I don't know what that is. Is that your T-shirt? No. That's punish your T-shirt, innit? Sorry? What's on your T-shirt? Oh, this is uh, the Arsenal Luchador sent this to me. It's one of his T-shirts. I didn't know he did merch. Mr. Hertz, you dirty boy. Shh, secret. Um, Rudy has put, oh, we've got a quote here for Martin Erdegaard. I think I'm in good shape, but I think it's about the team. The team is performing so well, it makes it easier for us players. Uh, you see Thomas and Granite. Oh, they call him Thomas, not Party. And they call him first names. Uh, the job they do, they make it so much more easier for me in the middle. We're a strong team. That's that's good, isn't it? That, uh, that there's obviously a plan there. 
And he's, talking like, he's talking like a captain, isn't he? Odegaard. Yeah. Is that who would you have as captain and vice captain? That's the only two we have. Uh, yeah, I'd like to have Odegaard as the next captain, I think. Tierney as vice captain? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll all agree on that a lot. Um, right, so uh, Dejan, five wins in a row. Nice. Very nice. Good. Loki puts, I'm having a Chinese delivered, living the dream. We had a Chinese, uh, there's three places around here that do Chinese. Usually it's so utterly goddamn bland, it bores the arse off me. It's like eating mashed potato, it's just boring. So I said to him, my rice, could you make it hot? So they chopped up jalapenos and chopped to put it in. Oh, mama. Mmm, num, 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 num. That was nice. So hot. I was going, and also it means no one else steals my rice, Stan, because that's an important thing. Yeah. If you can sabotage your own food to put off the sticky fingers of Sean and her mother, always a winner. Um, right, so Rebel Only Lights. Oh, yeah, I feel not reading that out. Uh, Mark says, Ray, okay, now he's talking to Ray this time. Nick B, see if we can get some sense from this one. Erdegaard is the WD-40 of our arthritic pains. That talks to me about arthritis. Every time I have coffee, anything with caffeine in stand, my shoulder seizes up. Oh, I used really? to love coffee. Fuck's sake. Uh, well, you're all talking shit at the moment. Oh, here we go. Rudy will put some sense in there. Arteta's main achievement is that we have the right attitude, can handle pressure much better, and sort out the stinkers in the team. True. Second half, Stan, what's your first note? I missed the first four minutes of the second half because I was busy reading people's tweets. First thing I wrote was uh, 54 minutes. Handball! <laughs> yes, go on. That's my one as well. Yeah. Talk, what, do, what do you think about it? Talk us through it. It was nailed on, wasn't it? Really, I mean, he had his uh, Sionchu had his, 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 he was like trying to direct traffic when he get his arm right he's, out there. He got like ET. He's trying to poke the ball. <laughs> trying to do. Maybe it's maybe he's helping out his friends doing a spot the ball competition. He's pointing to where it was. Took, no one knows what that is. It took a long time to make the shot, though, didn't they? And I thought to myself, like, why is it taking so long? You know, if this was anyone else, if this was like Man United, they would have really taken the penalty by now. Yeah, and sent him off and had uh, one of his, his his children put in prison. Uh, yes, right. so that was, I think, the, even the, I was watching the one with Alan Smith commentating and the first two or three replays you couldn't see it, but then they took to a third camera angle and then you can see he just about got his fingers to it. But that's that reaction, isn't it? It's like when you're in a stripper bar and they say, don't touch the ladies and you see they're shaking their booty at you. You're going to go and try and poke them in the bum with something, aren't you? And I think that's what he did. It's a natural reaction. You, you can't help yourself. You have to touch things you're not allowed. And that's what gets us in trouble, Stan. Well, but, you know, ask that last comment about being in the strip club, because my mum does watch these podcasts. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but, moving on. <laughs> no. but yeah, I mean, the funniest thing about that as well was and after Lacazette took his penalty, how uh, Schmeichel just went screaming out of his goal towards the goalkeeper uh. to try and get him to take it again. Yeah, even though it was off his line and we saw the re the replay of it. Yeah. Does your mum watch these? Yeah, she does. I sent them to her in Cyprus. Hello, Stan's mum. Can I come and live with you? Because Cyprus is nice and warm. What's that? Do we, are we allowed to say her name or is it secret? It's freezing at the moment. She sent me a message this morning saying it's freezing. I withdraw my previous comments, Stan's mum. I don't want to come. I'm sitting here with all my fucking heaters on. Yeah, my dad likes Cyprus. He's been there quite a few times. Lovely. Yeah. Um, right, where are we? Oh, I think Rudy's got some quotes for us. Arteta on Odegaard. He was terrific again today. In every aspect of the game, defending individual phases in the final third, the way he manages the game was when it's needed. He's showing great maturity and responsibility on the pitch. Makes the other players better, I think. Do you agree with that, don't you? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, the amount of money that we paid for him. I mean, Madrid must be kicking themselves. Thirty million pounds, you know, half of what a lot of people wanted us to shell out for James Madison. And for me, Odegaard is just like different gravy. And the comment there from what Mikel Arteta said, he even does the dirty work as well. He does get back and defends, as does Martinelli as well, which is good mm -hmm. to see that that are we've got attacking players that also take up defensive duties as well, working as a team. I'm still. Fucking got my thing on in the background. Please and turn that off. I don't know why one of my monitors was flickering. Um, 
Mr. Waffles says, Sanchu looked like a henchman number three in a B-movie action flick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Ray says, looking at at it, and it's similar to the run we have, December 11 to 18, Southampton home, West Ham home leads away. Yes. Um, Nick says, poke him in the honeymaker. In the moneymaker. Or the honeymaker. Anyway, enough of that lot. Um, but any other decent uh, knows of savers. Odegaard is captain material, no doubt. <sighs> savers. Right, the next one I've got is, uh, yeah, the 58th minute, Lacker scored the penalty. Casper isn't happy, but Casper is off his line anyway, but he's just like his old man, loves a bloody moan. They um, also said um, that was um, Lacazette's 200th career goal. Yeah, because he was on 199 for ages, wasn't he? And that was the, he had gone nine games without a goal. That's it. And he's never gone ten. Yeah, so that's that was ten games without scoring. Yeah, my next note is on the. I've only got two more notes. The next one is the sixty-fifth minute. Have you got anything before that? No. Okay, great block clearance from KT, or they would have scored. Do you remember that? No, I must have missed that. That's when it, it was on the uh, the right hand side, uh, right hand side of the box, and I think a couple of the players he'd got around him. And they were looking really attacking, and there's a few shimmies, a few shammies, and then he just come in. He got past the defence centre back, and he just come in and he spanked it out to the. Um, we were looking at Ramsdale in goal, so it went out to to the left, and uh, yeah, he didn't fuck around with that. That's what we need. Rose did it all the way. Fantastic to see. Um, oh. Here we go. Mark says, Erdegaard is clocking up a few miles. He's the one I can see burning out. How do you get the O for that, Mark? Because you're in, uh, you're, I think it's Mark in the USA. How do you get the O on your keyboard? Or you, you just go and cut and paste it to look good. Um, Hannes P. Party has been one of our most consistent players this year. Never drops below a 7 out of 10 performance. Yeah, what do you think to Party's performances recently, Stan? What's been the key to it? with him suddenly becoming the player that he should have been 18 months ago? I just think maybe it's taken him a while to adapt to the pace of the game, coming from La Liga. There is a difference in the way the game is played, and it just seems to have taken him. He's had a couple of knocks as well at the beginning when he was with us and rushing him back and having to come out of the game and a little bit stop and start. And I was a little bit concerned about the, about the quality of, of the way that he was playing for quite some time. But I think ever since uh, the game that he played before he went away for the AFCON, I think it was the Man City game, mm. that was where for me I saw a turning point in, the, in, in his level. And he's managed to maintain that. So long may it continue. You know, if he can get on the score sheet about five times in a season, you know, that would, if I was him playing in his position, that would be the target that I'd be setting. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Uh, keep, up, keep up the other roles. Yes, uh, Rudy is another quote from Erdegaard. There is clearly something special going on here now. You feel it in the whole club. We are a, we are building something special. It's a group of players who like each other and who enjoy football together. That like each other thing, that's that's a key part of that phrase, um, word, isn't it? Yeah. Of that quote. Good. Yeah, that's, I think we can all see that, that they like, they like playing together. There's no... There's no um, people that are not pulling their weight. Like we've had uh, certain people that have now pissed off out of the club that some fans can't let go of, even though they're playing in Turkey and doing fuck all. Right, I love how our defenders love clean sheets and fighting for it. Uh, Mark, I use my phone. Ah, he's using his phone. I thought he had a keyboard. Nick B, party had been told this area is yours, dominate it. Crypto FPL, White was brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so him and Gabriel, him and Gabriel. Um, party, it's all about fitness and enough games to get to find his goose. Gross, groke. I think you what group. I think you right. group. Okay, and and puts a group of players who like each other said no one about Man United ever. <laughs> <laughs> right, then my final note I've got, Stan, is the 77th minute. So between 65 and 77, do you have anything? No, just a substitution. ESR came on 76 minutes for Martinelli. Hmm. The only one I've got is 77. Xhaka went 40H14 and ran the length of the field and had a pop. Highlight reel, that'll be on YouTube. Try and flog him. Look, this is the kind of stuff that he does every game. He runs the length of the field with the ball and no one can keep up with him. Yeah. So uh, any more notes for the, towards the end of the game? Because that's yeah. all I've got. 
That was it, really. The next two were substitutions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul Neil says, I can't wait till we get a modern replacement for Xhaka on the left and to see Gabby's true potential. I like Xhaka, but he is getting on. He is. Ah, oh, Michael is there. Are you double dipping, Michael? Are you on the Facebook? I mean, on the um, the Twitch and the YouTube? Uh, give us a little hello if you are. Um, Phil says, my Phil Collins fingers are too chubby for my iPhone. I've actually been, I love Phil Collins. I was listening to it last night. Um, Rudy, one word on Ramsdale. He saves our arse in the first half. Yeah, um, Dejan and Diddy on Xhaka off. What does that mean? I think you'd probably want to swap Jacka for Ndidi if he could. Don't know. Uh, yeah, they were talking a lot about Lacazette with his contract and the fact that it uh, almost seems like but the club and him have agreed that it were parting ways yeah. in the summer. I'll pop off for one second. I think I might have left the cat outside. She's screaming. Run! Back in the Run! Minute. Okay. Uh, Michael is there. Go on then. Oh, Stan's gone. Spider Stan. Uh, ah, Michael, you are lovely, jubbly. All oh, right, so Dejan, you're saying that you want to uh, get Ndidi in and get Xhaka out. He's a decent player. Uh, Ray's put Rudy. Some fans wanted Leno to play this match. Yeah, I think maybe Leno might get that. Might come on as a sub for the very last game of the season, just to say goodbye to everybody. What is the last game of the season? It is going to be oh Everton. It's the game that we relegate Everton. Oh God, that would be hilarious. Uh, ah, quote here from Rudy. Arteta on Mr. Ramsdale. He had a great save on Barnes's header when we were 1-0 up, and that's when you need your goalkeeper to get you out of trouble. That is that is so true. How's the pussycat situation, right. Stan? She's still alive. I've got to be careful, because right? where I live, we've got this huge tree, and we get raccoons in the tree, and we get like uh, it's, I don't know what it is. It's like a big hawk that brings dead birds and eats right next to our balcony. Like his little eating area. So the cat always wants to get out there because the cat thinks they're friends. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They'll take you for uh, Are raccoons dangerous then? Sorry? Raccoons? Oh, yeah, they can be. Uh, they go for cats. Little fuckers. They're not little, right. either, man. They're not little. Ah, here we go. Quote from. Uh... Um, Brendan Rogers on the penalty he says I think the time it took to be awarded could probably tell you it was harsh to be honest well your player fucking touching the ball didn't help yeah. it, it touches his hand no no it doesn't touch his hand his hand touches it that, you have to get that the right way around. But it certainly wasn't intentional. Again, bullshit. It was fucking intentional. His hand went out. That was hugely yeah. disappointing for us in the game. We were well in a game. We were well in. That's just no, a whole no. load of bullshit, yeah. isn't it? What else are you going to say, though? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Next time we're going to make him wear play with his hands tied behind his back. Even Ray's laughing at that. Uh, Paul's per crisis averted. And Michael's put some kind of face. Uh, Noza, also Rogers. I need a new project. Man United might suit me. That might not be an actual quote, but I smell what you're cooking, formerly Noza. Oh, hello, Bergie. You all right? Good. I gave them uh, a load of chicken last night. I scoffed an entire bowl of it. Dirty beasts. My cat, um, won't, right. my cat won't eat hard food. She only eats wet. She won't eat wet food. She only eats like crunchy stuff. My daughter does that. She um, occasionally she'll eat wet meat. I only give them wet meat when my mum comes home because I don't like touching it. it. Stinks. So I give them expensive cat biscuits. That's all she eats. That's all they mostly eat. But then if I give her some chicken down, if I go to give her human food, Dora looks at me as if I've just shitting around and told her it's Christmas. She doesn't have any of it. What do you want me to fucking do with that? Meanwhile, the others will. If I give her wet food as well, she sucks all the juice out of it like a vampire and you go back and it's just like dry food in the bowl and all the juice is gone. <laughs> dear, oh dear, we've got four of them. I say we. It's just me on my own now. Child's left. None of my friends come round. They've all grown up and left home. Fuck's sake, might as well end it all. Go live on the fucking moon. No, not the moon. Too cold on the moon. Um, right, what else are we going to get? Creeple, have you got any questions? We've got a couple saved up at the moment. So if you have got any questions... Put them in the chat with a little queue next to it, and I will come and have a look at them, save them, and me and Stan will laugh at you for sending us silly questions as soon as possible. It's going to go and do a little tweet saying that we're live. So overall, Stan, how confident are you after this brilliant run of games 
playing against decent football against decent teams that top four is back on? I think it's it's in our hands. You know, we've we've got three games in hand as well. We've got teams around us that are not being consistent. So um, it's definitely within our hands. I, I just worry about not having maybe enough players for variety. You know, we're going to have to really put out the same players if they fit all of the time. We don't have a lot of variety and other teams might sort of like start to be able to read what we're doing. But the, the players that we have got, we're playing like a team. It's not just down to one or two individuals. Everybody's doing their part. We're playing as a team and you can see that they're enjoying playing together. That's it. I think in the enjoyment of uh, and the camaraderie, comrades, camaraderie, getting on together, that's really important. Arnie, uh, I think he's in Iceland. I'm sure he said you're in Iceland. Says, uh, one of my cats sits at the table and eats our food. If you turn your back for a second, Betty, she'll fucking have anything and be off with it. I saw a funny is... yesterday of a guy that's been had been arrested and he was on the floor with his handcuffs. And this cat had just decided that he was going to go out and use the guy to sit on. And it just said, when you've been arrested and the cat just wants to use you as a chair. And the cat's just sat there <laughs> while the man's handcuffed. <laughs> Excellent. Well, cats, they will use any warm body to, to lay on. Ah, another quote here. Rogers, Brendan Rogers on Aaron Ramsdale. For me, he is the best English keeper at the moment. He's top. His progression since he... He's, he's top. Full stop. His progression since he came to Arsenal... He's dealt with that really well. He's got a really nice calmness to his game. People at home and on the bus, that is two separate messages from Rudy, and I have to click from one to the other. I don't have problem speaking. Oh, Matt Phil's put a question in. I'm going to save that question, Phil. It's probably nonsense. Uh, Paul Holding, Pepe, Tavares, Tommy, ESR are already on the... Are, are already on the bench to do a job. Yes, they are. They're sitting there waiting, poised. He wasn't on the bench today, though, was he? No, but he will be. I think he'll be, but I'm not sure. But I said, do you do you put him on the bench if he's fit, or do you say, look, have another few another a few days of training because you don't really want to bring him on because we've seen what happens when you bring players back in big games um, too soon. It never works out, right? Does it? What's wrong with bringing him in for like maybe? the last eight minutes or so, 10 minutes of a game, doing it that it way. Was, he doesn't have to start, yeah. but you can bring him in at the end of a game with a view to starting him in the next. Yes, I um, agree. Uh, Albert is nicking uh, Rudy's job. Uh, Arteta on party. You can see he was player, was player of the month last year, and he's come a long way. Now it's about consistency and to keep doing it. I think he meant player of the month last month. Arteta's got himself confused there. Paul says he's feeling good about our top four chances. Yeah, but how is Pickford England's number one? Pickford is an absolute joke of a goalkeeper. I've never rated him. Oh, there's a well, same, same as uh, Maguire. How long is he going to keep his place in the England team before somebody like Ben White's going to be knocking on his door? Well, in the, spot, the, the longer... Both Ramsdale and, uh, I think... Um, uh, ben White, I've got to be sort of like contenders for the next England round and probably ESR as well. I don't want them to play for England. I want them to stay here during international duty. And Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Hertz says, hello. Show me your T-shirt. <gasps> Look at that, Mike. Any idea where we got that? I got it from the Arsenal Luchador. Do you know who that is? Do I know who the Arsenal Luchador is? No, do you? Yeah. Arnie says the, the women are 2-0 up. Uh, Mike says, hi, Mike. Oh, Steph has finally turned up. 44 minutes late, a bit later than never. Pickford has totally lost it. He certainly has. Right, we've only got five questions. Let's go and ask them. First one from Rocky. Chances of us beating Liverpool, Stan? Slim. I just think this, you know they're one of the best teams in Europe at the minute. I mean, if, if you look at the last time that we played them, though, we really we really got into them in that beginning of that game. Do you remember? That was the game where uh, Mikel Arteta kind of fired up at Klopp, which kind of backfired a little bit. It kind of lit them up a little bit. And I think we went down to 10 men, right? Yes. Um, and Bob Holding come on. And But we did give them a good run for their money. So, I mean, if we could come out of that game with a point, that would be fantastic if we could come mm. out of a point. But I'm going to go back to what we were talking about earlier that um, Avon Ted brought up 
about if we're going to... We've got three games coming up and we put out our strongest team today against Leicester. If we do need to rotate in any way, I would use that Liverpool game to do any kind of rotation if it's required to make sure that everybody is fit for the Villa game because there's three points on the table at that Villa game more than there are at Liverpool against Liverpool. So sometimes you've got to be a little bit strategic. I'm not talking about frying the game. I'm not talking about sending all the kids out, just being a little bit cute about it to try and get them the most out of that Villa game. I'm just looking at um, Liverpool's fixtures. They have got, um, they're meant to have been playing on the 19th. So Saturday, they're meant to be playing Man United, but the game's been postponed because uh, Liverpool are away at Nottingham Forest on the Sunday. They've moved it to the Sunday. That's a bit of a shame because uh, if they were, yeah, then they'd have had uh, Liverpool Man United on the Sunday. And so they'd have been a lot more up for that with their arch enemies than they would do against us for that. But this way, they've got no game uh, for another two weeks after they play us. Two weeks? No. Four, four days. Well, they've still got an important game at the weekend, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, um, away at Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup. And on the weekend, we are away to Villa. I'm actually going to be on an Aston Villa podcast. They messaged us and said, do you want to come on? Hmm. Oh, God, have I said anything horrible about Aston Villa fans? I like. I quite like Aston Villa. Good club. Nice ground. Good fans. It's Birmingham I don't like. That'll go down well. I'll save that for that. Um, right, next question is from Dejan. Uh, do you support, did you support Arteta from the start or not? I'm with him 100 all the way. He's transformed this team 90%. I didn't want him as manager in the beginning. I didn't want someone new to football, new to football management, coming in managing the Arsenal. But what do you think? He wasn't my first choice. But you know when Arteta came in and they and they decided they were gonna, that they were going to choose him, I was fifty fifty on it. I wasn't like, oh no, not him. You're, you don't know what you're doing, you're idiots, fucking hell. And I wasn't like, yay, excellent, my dreams have come true. I was like fifty fifty on it. I've never been a person that's had to choose Arteta out, and I've never been a person that chooses Arteta in. I don't take it to that extreme. I give like increments of time. First 18 months was when I first had a look and thought, what are we going to do here? Is he, is he the one? And then I extended it past the January transfer window and to see who we would bring in and how it would all bed, bed in. And right now I'm sitting on that. I think that we're overachieving. And I mean that in a good way because we've got such a small squad. That's what my only concern is. We're overachieving, but long may it continue. And, um, you know, if we can get to the end of this season and be in Europe, and the minimum has to be the Europa League proper, then I'll be happy for him to continue as the manager. But if we don't do Europe, then I think there's an argument that, that we should be looking to make a change, even though I don't think the club will do that because they're talking about giving him a contract now before seeing where we land at the end of the season. But me personally, no Europe, then maybe he he's failed his goals. Yeah, I don't want the Europa League. We're better than that. Um, right, another question we have got from formerly knows are Everton doomed? Yeah, in a word, looks like it, doesn't it? They are absolute pony. Looking at the Premier League table now, they um, they've got one game in hand on a couple of one team and three games in hand on the other teams below them. A decent manager should be able to sort that out. But there's now a gap of four points between the bottom four and Leeds, and Leeds are Bamford came back today. And I think Calvin Phillips is going to be back soon. So that gap is going to grow. So it's going to be three from Everton, Watford, Burnley, Norwich. And I would say out of that lot, Burnley seemed to be the one, or Watford, that might be able to do something. Norwich have lost six in a row. They're fucked. They're gone. So it'd be hilarious to see Everton go down with a half a billion pound they spent on players. (laughs) Nothing against Everton. I like Everton. I think you poor fuckers share a city with the bin-dipping scumbags. But it'd it'd just be funny. Um, they've spent so much money there as well, ain't they? They spent about what is it? I could say five hundred million over the last four or five seasons, and there's just nothing to show for it. Cheeky question here from Phil. So, is this our best midfield since Danny last year's hair gel and Perez were still playing? Well, I last had hair in I think it was nineteen ninety two. Went down to the barbers in Huntingdon. Joe, if you're listening. And uh, I was with the missus, and she said, don't. I said, I'm going to get all my hair cut off. She said, don't get it all cut off. So, obviously, I had it cut off, and that was the last time I had hair. So, that was probably around November 
1992. So who was our midfield then? That would have been not a very good... Oh, yeah, it would have been just after we won the league. So that would have been Davis, Hillier, um, nor Emlott. Hmm. So uh, there you go. He wasn't expecting an answer for that of uh, Baldy McGoogly. Next question from Hannes P. Xhaka replacement. Felt Neves wouldn't, would have been a good... But I think we've pissed him off now. Yeah, he's not been happy, has he? He's the one with walls with the the um, the curly long dark hair and the beard. He looks very uh, Mediterranean waiterish, but he's a decent player, isn't he? Yeah, I like Neves. I would be I would be happy if he came in. Is he the level that we need though to push us forward, or is he the level that would just keep us where we are? That's what we need to do. I think Ruben Neves would do um, a a similar style in what Xhaka does. But I think he would do it better and has a little bit more to his game than Jacker does, especially when it comes to a long raking pass. He's pretty good at those as well. And I think his long shots, when he takes a long shot at goal, I think he's got more chance of getting one in than Jacker has as well. More mobile as well. Ah, yeah. And I do think think as well that if we are looking to bring in, you know, three about three players in the summer. Someone of Nevis's profile, who has he's a bit he's an experienced player, he's an experienced head. We could do with that. He knows the league as well. You know, I would rather see us bring in a Ruben Nevis than bring in somebody else who's like twenty one from another league outside who has to settle. It has to take the time, maybe that Thomas Part is taking to settle. I'd like somebody other than ready. Gemini Jedi says, I like Calvin Phillips to replace him. I do as well. And I think now that um, Bielsa has gone, the players that were loyal to him may well go, well, there's a chance here now. I'm going to be off because the American that is there isn't going to last. He isn't a great manager. Um, knows, uh, Ramsdale celebrated in front of him, so he's, of course, salty. <laughs> and David Jacker's not being replaced. Arteta loves him. Well, he does do a job. And I do quite like Xhaka. I think we need a little bit of that craziness in midfield. Fred Turbin, Thurbin says, do you see ESR playing a false nine at some point this season, resting Lacquer? Because we can't keep playing Lacquer every single game, can we? I mean, he's only 30. And a 30-year-old should be able to play every single minute of every single game. But the amount, the, the amount of dropping back that he has to do and running around and all that other stuff, that is a lot for any player to do, isn't it? So would you like to see ESR play that, the Lacquer no. role? I wouldn't like to see any any false nine. I don't like that for the false nine. I don't want, me personally, I like to have a, a, a striker in my team. At least one. I prefer two personally. I prefer we had a, a formation that had two people up front or one slightly behind one, you know, like in the, the Henri Bergkamp way. But that's just my old outdated theory that I still love. But the oh, false awesome. nine thing for me, I've never really got into it. Well, other teams are going back to playing three at the back. It seems much like fashion, tactics are everything and anything at the moment. Everyone's Wait, next, trying different things. Next year, Fled Jeans will be back. Don't worry about it. You know, everything comes back in at some point. Great days. Right, question from And Lots of Numbers. Does Everton's potential relegation have any impact on Gareth Southgate's potential decision to remove Jordan Pickford as England number one? That's easy, isn't it? That's got to be a yes. Yeah. I mean, if Good. it... If, if 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 the if he's relegated, right? He's not playing against as good as opposition. And would he stay in Everton? Do you think? Um, It'd be a, quite in demand, wouldn't he? Even though he is ginger, they paid quite a lot of money for him, didn't they? Uh, maybe eighteen. I don't think they paid that much. He's been there for I mean, ages. I thought they paid yeah. quite a lot of money for for Pickford. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's go and have a little looky poo, shall we? Click on Everton. And then click on this season and then click on Pickford. And they paid, where is it? Uh, 25 million with possibility rising to 30 million with add ons. Uh-huh. I won't be getting anything like that because he hasn't won anything. That was in 2017. So, so this is his. and Leno money, isn't it? It's about what we paid. Yeah. That's, uh, so it's his fifth season with Everton and possibly his last because at Sunderland. Remember, he'd only um, had one season at Sunderland when they got relegated. Yeah. And that was all he'd done. The season before that, he'd only played two league games. And then before, around that time, he's had six different loans, all to League One and Conference and teams like that. So I've never overly rated him. 
just looks like an angry little ginger to me. All right, that one can hide. Um, this next one from Albert. We saved the money in January window for the UCL bonus payments, or what for? Yeah, oh. someone, if, if, if we get into the Champions League, some players will get about, I think it's like, uh, how much was their bonus? Half a million? They still even had um, Champions League qualification bonuses, yeah. even though we're down on our asses in eighth yeah. place. Yeah, some players would get up to half a million pounds if we qualify Bloody for the Champions League. I wonder they let, I wonder, <laughs> maybe a bum young would have been on two or three million for that. Maybe that's another reason why we've fucked him off. But you've got to no. think, when you, when you hear something like, when you, when you hear and understand something like that, that's when you can understand that there's no way that the players aren't bothered about it. They mm-hmm. want to get into the Champions League, but that's a hell of an incentive. So when you hear people saying, oh, are they still playing for the manager? Do they really care? If 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 I, if I had half a million on the line, I'd be playing out my skin. <laughs> Very true. I agree with you. Um, and A, Nicolau. Hmm. Do you think Everton will be the team to send Everton down? I had a look for this. And our last game of the season is at home against Everton mm. um, on the 22nd of May at 4pm. I'd like to go to that. I'd like to tell you, mate Dean to that who's an Everton fan. Um, we've got a pretty decent run in towards the end of the season. Our last three games, Leeds at home, Newcastle away. There again, that's not easy anymore. The third, fourth most informed team in the league, and then Everton at home. Do you think we could be the team to relegate them? That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Could be. Could be the ones to put them to the sword. Good. Right. Um, oh, Richard is late. Oh, here we go. Uh, great win. Great atmosphere. Richard was at the game. Sorry I'm late. Can you tell me why the penalty took so long to award? Because it, it was for Arsenal. <laughs> tell him the real reason. They probably like, you know, I can imagine every time it's Arsenal and it goes to VAR, they get on the phone to NASA. NASA patches <laughs> it through to the Hubble telescope. They take pictures, send it back. I mean, it's a bigger deal when it's Arsenal and a VAR decision. There's so much scrutiny. Well, the actual reason was they couldn't tell because the first couple of camera angles, you couldn't tell. It's only uh, one camera angle from behind the goal. You can just about see that his fingers tipped it. But then uh, Rogers has come out and gone, it wasn't. He, he, he didn't touch it. He bloody did, lying shit bag. Um, right, that's 57 minutes. I think that's more than enough. Oh, here we go. Quick couple of quotes from Rudy. On to- Thomas Party says, we have a couple of difficult games coming. All the diff- All the games are difficult. But as Martin said, we have to go game by game, and that's the mentality of the team. We want to keep improving, and that's our man- mentality now. Brilliant. They're all together. They're all ring- singing from the same hymn sheet, Stan. I yeah. think that's that's what the uh, the people say. Um, right, we've been going for an hour. Do you think that think we've covered everything? I believe so. Oh, lovely. If you are new and you do like what this this old schmutter that we're pumping out for into your eyes and ears, give it a thumbs up and maybe consider. They say consider on YouTube because it's polite. Don't consider. Just subscribe. Just do it. If you don't do it, I'm going to find you. I'm going to come around. I'm going to shit in your flower beds. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I might kidnap your cat because I've only got four cats. I want more cats. And if you are, if you have got Twitch people, well, um, Go and, go and find us on Twitch and, and follow us there. Don't give us any money. I don't want that. I just want you. I just want the Twitch numbers because then you can watch on both and it makes us look great. You've all been fantastic. Oh, Mike Hurts says, I hit the like. Nick is there. Uh, says, well done, lads. Phil says, great show. See you for the roast. And then uh, Michael has put some Twitch emotes, which looks like an, uh, an octopus possibly kicking a football. Don't get that on YouTube. Uh, Loki says thumbs up peeps Mike Hurts thanks for the show guys well thank you for being there Mike you lovely man uh, oh here we go there's a name I don't recognise Johan says well done thank you Johan Nosa says thanks gents oh they've all been very nice it's because we won Stan I remember the days they would be shouting at us and throwing things at screen telling us to get off not anymore this, this is another thing of it, there's a feel good factor around Arsenal at the moment I mean when, when I look on Twitter I'm seeing very little Arteta out and this guy doesn't know what he's doing and this person is shit and this is all rubbish. I'm seeing less of it now. And that's a, that can only be a good thing. It's, it feels so long since there's been unity in the fan base. And, with it, helps, those, and it helps the team. 
And with those wise words from from Stan, we're going to go. So, Stan, uh, tell tell the boys and girls, mums and dads, aunts and uncles, grannies and granddads, where they can find you on the world of Twitter. You can find me at Stan underscore the underscore man 68. And you can also find me on Thursdays at 5.40 PST time on the Arsenal Fan Circle and a couple of other Arsenal podcasts that have me on now and then. But thanks for having me on, Danny, and thanks to everyone in the chat box. Three big points in the bag. Now on to Liverpool. Good. And 10 p.m. tonight, that is, uh, depending on where you are in the world, that's two and a half hours' time. It's going to be me and Magic Mike, and we will be talking absolute nonsense for an hour and a half. It'll be the football, not football. And the hashtags for this week's show, Stan, um, I shall go and share the hashtags for you because hashtags are very important in the world of um, of media now, where is it? Where have I put it? Where are you, you sneaky little... Sh- there it is. Tonight's hashtags are unicorn food, rainbow kittens, octopus gloves. There you go. We're trying to we're trying to Google whack the hashtags. So hopefully you click on those and it'll bring up nothing. Okay. And, uh, yes, so <laughs> thank you very much to everybody. We will see you tonight. And then we'll be back on Wednesday for the pre-show and the post-game show. And I think the podcast is going to be Thursday. No idea who's going to be on there. But it's it's an exciting time to be a Gooner, Stan. It is. Wow. Excellent. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>